This episode of Bookmarked is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash bookstacked. That's audibletrial.com slash bookstacked. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Bookmarked, a young adult book podcast brought to you by Bookstacked.com. This is episode 28, and episode 28 is all about the hate you give movie and book. We've got that coming up in just a few minutes, so stay with us. So I think uh, <laughs> I'm going to get something out of the way from the beginning. So obviously, we're talking about The Hate You Give today, but I haven't seen it. Um, also, <laughs> I haven't finished reading the book. Oh! <laughs> I got like 75 percent the way. I was really powering through it the other day. Um, it was one of those books that I always meant to read, but just yeah. never got around to reading. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. It's very powerful and um so obviously this is a beloved book and there was a lot of hype around the movie so that's what we are talking about today um there are going to be spoilers for the book in the movie so i'm going to get spoiled but for you listeners who don't want to be spoiled um those would be that's just something to keep in mind maybe like come back and listen to this episode after you've seen the movie or after you've seen the book so yeah so before we get into the hit you give let's go ahead and introduce everybody who's here so you got myself Saul, and then we have Brittany. Hi! And Mary. Hey guys. So pretty short panel. Both Brittany and Mary saw the movie. So uh, we're going to be getting their thoughts on it. Um, But yeah, there are a couple of things we want to get out of the way though before we dive into that discussion. And the first is the feedback form on the website is finally working. Um, (laughs) Apparently it wasn't working. So like people would send type in their message and then hit send and it like wouldn't give them the response that like it actually got sent. Oh, oh my. Yeah. There was a redesign with the website like several months ago. And so that was one of the casualties, I guess, of the redesign. Now, if you want to send feedback, you can go to the website bookmarkedshow.com and scroll to the bottom and there will be a link taking you to a page with a contact form that does work. So, um, and thank you to our listener, John. He, is the one who discovered that and alerted me to that. He sent in some thoughts on the crimes of Grindelwald for our episode we had. Thank you for that. And if you guys have any thoughts on anything we say, just let us know. And we, there's a good chance we'll read your comment on the show. We're going to, I'm saving John's for the next episode because the next episode will be crimes of Grindelwald anyway. So yeah, go to bookmarkshow.com. The contact form is on the bottom of the page. Um, the second thing is the site is kind of it's going to go undergo something of what I'm calling a soft reboot. 
so it's not like a completely restarting of the site but the site's still going to be there but most of it's behind the scenes stuff where there's going to be some restructuring with the bookstack team and all of that and anyway long story short and why i'm mentioning this to our listeners is because we have some openings on the team and so if you've ever like listened to us and thought hey these people are kind of cool and i want to <laughs> um i don't know if that's the case with anyone well actually Brittany, how did you discover us was it through the podcast yeah so um i am a huge book nerd and so i was looking for a book podcasts and y'all were my favorite um so the only book podcast i listen to because i don't like any of the other ones <laughs> um, so yeah and then i was just browsing around on the website and then saw there were some writer openings so then i was like oh hey i'll just see if this works and it did it was great yeah <laughs> so actually you could be the next Brittany. um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are interested First off, the link you need to go to is bookstacked.com slash jobs. There's a link at the very bottom of the pay or the website. Um, also, we're going to put the link in the show notes. And we have openings and news writers. So like if you're somebody who wants to write like quick short articles, 250 to 300 words about news topics that we have that open where I think we're looking for three to four. And I think that's what Mary does. Um, yeah, that's what I do. That sounds bad when I say I think. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I just think for a moment while I was throwing through them, I'm like, wait, I'm a new, I'm news. I'm not feature. <laughs> and part of the thing is, too, just the fact that um, everybody kind of does a little bit of everything a little. Like, everyone sort of has their role, but sometimes yeah. writers, they join in on features and features joins in on news. And so mm-hmm. we're pretty flexible there. We also have openings for book reviewers. So we're looking for two to three individuals to join the book review team. And we also have openings in features. I'd really like to see the features team grow. So we're looking for four to five individuals for features. So, and features are kind of more, what, 500 to 600 word articles. Just, I mean, they don't always have to be that. Uh, We're pretty flexible, but just kind of like, if you have like opinions and you want to write your opinions about things, or you really enjoy creating like lists or quizzes, things like that. Um, Those are the sort of things that you could do as a feature writer for the website. So we have all these openings. Again, go to bookstacked.com slash jobs. We're looking to have people start the end of November. Like I said, soft reboot of the website. There's, I think in the past, our website has just been kind of writing and publishing articles as we can. And we're still kind of doing that. We, we've always tried to keep it lax because nobody here is paid. Um, should have mentioned that too. Everybody is volunteer. So since this is all on everybody's like spare time, we always try to keep it lax, but we're going to kind of try and structure things a little bit more. And long story short, uh, what we're hoping this accomplishes is we're going to be publishing more and more consistently through 2019 and then hopefully beyond. So anyway, if you're interested, go ahead to the website bookstacked.com it's like bookstack ed (laughs) sometimes the ed at the end people miss it and they just think it's bookstack so gotta clarify that anyway that was something of a ramble but (laughs) we wanted to put that out there so let's go ahead and move on into the hate you give and before we started this conversation first off again spoilers but we did want to like kind of put a disclaimer out there this isn't going to be like a discussion on Black Lives Matter, if that makes sense. 
this is more discussion on the book. And that when we say that, it doesn't mean that we're trying to undermine the significance of what this book is. And we are going to talk about that a bit as well, sort of like what this book is and why it's meant so much to people and why people are having such a strong response to it. But we're, we're trying not to get like super political, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know, Brittany, you had a really good point um, before when we were talking. I don't know if you wanted to share that. Yeah, so um, I just felt that we didn't really have the, how do I put it? Oh, my gosh, I had the perfect word. And now, right? Oh, yeah, authority. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I didn't feel we had the appropriate authority to discuss it further because um, none of us on here are Black and nor do we live in this sort of atmosphere and so we didn't want to say things that aren't even accurate because we haven't lived that firsthand but I personally would love to get feedback especially on this book especially from people who have read it and it's made um, like a significant impact on them or they have their own you know firsthand experience that they can give sort of like if this book is even accurate or not accurate or whatever, I'd be interested to read some comments from listeners. Yeah, I think that's a really good point to to bring up. And so, yeah, if you have like things, I think I already mentioned, if you have things you want to add to this conversation, a different viewpoint and everything, we would really appreciate it. So the best thing to do would be that contact form. Again, it's bookmarkedshow.com and there will be links in the show notes as well. That's probably the best way to do it. But even if you wanted to reach out like on Twitter, you know, you can find mm-hmm. book stacked. I think that's just a great point. And so, yeah, we just don't want to like cross any lines that we, we shouldn't cross here. <laughs> um, and I know there are some people who probably would like us to talk about that, but that's just, we kind of got to set a line somewhere. Right. And this is what we're, that's our line, <laughs> yeah. but we are going to talk about the book. That's the whole, the, we're, we're going to talk about the book. We're going to talk a lot about the movie because that's kind of what's prompting this conversation is the, the movie just came out. Hopefully that's clear. Hopefully everybody's on board with that. So, um, but one of the first things I wanted to bring up was that this movie seems to have had like a really limited release. Mm-hmm. There was in the beginning. So I think it first came out October 9th when it wasn't supposed, that wasn't the original plan, um, but it had a limited release just in a few cities on the 9th. And then I think they expanded the release and now it's like open wide, I think is the correct term. Um, where it's theoretically, you could see it anywhere, at least in the United States. And I think internationally as well. So with, but even though, even with that said, like this movie's fairly new. And one of the reasons why I I haven't seen it is because it was really hard to find a time that actually worked because most of the time when a new movie comes out, it's like they have a showing every one or two hours. I don't know, at least where I'm, where I live, that's typically the case. And this one, they were all spread out by like four hours or so. Um, so I couldn't get off of work and then like all the showing that I would have been able to, to see was like super late at night. So I don't, I'm just curious, like, did anybody else have that problem? Cause it kind of sounded like other people had an issue. Which I is, did. You had that issue? I, I had the issue. I wanted to go on a Friday night or I wanted to go on a weekend night, but like I had to go at like a weird seven fifteen Thursday night showing because the next like day the next show was ten o'clock at night and 
it was like only four showings versus like maybe eight and we were in a very small theater that maybe has like 30 seats in it so like even then it wasn't it wasn't just about the how many showings they showed it was like the amount of space they i don't think they really thought that this was going to be a huge movie so they set it in a space that was very small and there were only four other people in the theater with me so it wasn't like it was even that big a deal yeah um i don't know i live in a i live near a town that has multiple theaters so it wasn't that difficult for me to see it but the times were spread out for each theater so like um there was a seven o'clock and then straight to a ten forty-five for one of the theaters close to me and I tend to go on like a Friday night all by myself and I, I go to like the really late movies. So nobody's ever in those theaters anyway, but there were probably about five, five or six others, I think in the theater, but it was still playing like everywhere. And I almost saw it when it got the limited release. I think it was like two weeks ago. Um, Cause it was playing in a theater about an hour from me which I never mind driving that far to explore a new city or do whatever. So, um, but my schedule just didn't allow me to go do that. So maybe it's just because I live in a well-known city or close to a well-known city, I guess. It just kind of seems like, uh, I don't even know how this performing in box offices actually, I haven't looked, but it just kind of seems like, I guess it wasn't like as huge as I anticipated it being. And but anyway, and and I know there were a couple of other Bookstack team members who were thinking about being on the show today, and they also had difficulty finding a time mm-hmm. to watch it. So just something interesting, um, I guess, to look at. But like on the flip side, this movie uh, has gotten really good reviews from critics. Mm-hmm. Like I think it holds like a 97% in Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Yeah. It's quite high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... Now I'm curious to know what you guys thought about the movie. Um, first off, did you both read the book? Yes. Um, I listened to the audiobook, but I still have like two hours left. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, then we're in the same spot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I finished the whole book, so. <laughs> um, we have one credible person here. <laughs> <laughs> I like gobbled it up back in July. I had like a... I was going to a family event and so it's a six hour car drive and so I'd been wanting to read the book and it was just like okay well here I finally got the book from the library after a long waiting list let's just read it on this car drive (laughs) that's six hours (laughs) well that's good that somebody (laughs) I'm not finishing I like I think I mentioned before I really liked it and I'm probably finish it in the next day or two i just i'm a major procrastinator so of course mm-hmm. i started it the week the movie came out. <laughs> um anyway so yeah uh mary did you like the book i really enjoyed the book um i think it had uh, again it has that like things that are going on in our world obviously um and i just in general I thought the book was um a really good book no matter like the subject material it was just really well written 
I had been putting it off for a long time. I'd heard so much about it. It didn't seem like the kind of book I would read, but at, at the end of the day, I'm kind of glad I read it. Okay. That's awesome. I mean, I know a lot of people really liked it and Brittany, based off of what you said, did you enjoy the book? Yeah, I've really been enjoying it. Um, I think there are authors who are really good storytellers, but not really good writers. But I definitely think she does. She's just a great writer. I think she has um, like those subliminal, subliminal, whatever, however you say it. Um, Those just connections that you kind of have to um, read more into without her blatantly saying, this is a direct correlation to this. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think she just does a really good job at that. And yeah, so I really enjoyed it. I feel a little old because um, I feel like it's a little bit older than young adult. Um, And maybe that's just because I don't, I don't really cuss a lot. Um, And so when there's cussing in books, I'm like, these little kids be cussing. That's not okay. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I know it happens, it's just like, it's not normal for me. So I'm always like, I think this needs to be a little bit older. (laughs) Even though I know people that age are doing what she's writing. It's just, there's one of those things that um, puts me off every once in a while. (laughs) That's a good point because even um, like I've been listening to the book too. And one of my thoughts I had the other day when I was listening to it, was that the characters, like the voice sounds very authentic. Mm-hmm. Maybe this isn't what you were going for, but for me, that's something I I felt like because sometimes I think I read YA books in particular and the characters, the, the teenage characters sound like adults. Yeah. Everything they say is so perfectly worded and is supposed to be affordable. <laughs> and yeah. it's just, yes. you get what I'm saying? But they really sound like, they really sound like their age, if that makes sense. For me, at yeah. least. So I, I, I've definitely noticed that. I think there's like an authenticity to her characters. Mm-hmm. One of my big mm-hmm. things. One of my favorite things was that she lived, like she's Black. She lives in a Black neighborhood and goes to a white school. And so yeah. to have to switch between the two in her brain, she even mentions she has to be that different star is, huge because I think that um, resonates with everybody I think at least for me there are I talk a certain way when I'm talking to like my elders and then there are certain ways I talk to my friends so even though for her it was like an ethnicity issue it was a white versus black type issue I think that can still correlate with everybody like we still switch that in our minds no matter who we're talking to I was actually thinking the same thing the other day that I'm a completely different person at my job than I am at home. Um, At work, I'm more professional, you know, um, I don't really cuss a lot at work. I I don't cuss really that much at all, but like (laughs) at, at home, like I'm more like laid back. I don't like, I I'm kind of, less uptight and less professional and more comfortable in home at my house than actually like in my workplace where I am 40 hours a week. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, I think those are great points for sure. Um, so now we talked about the book a little bit. Translating that onto screen, what did you both think? Did, did you like the movie? Um, does it live up to the hype? Like, is it? I, I did see some headlines saying, like, it should be Oscar worthy even. Like, I do, saw that too, actually. Yeah. Do you think it lives up to that? Like, is it at that level? I thought that opinion, because I read that almost like probably two hours after I saw the movie. I was just like, yes, it was a good movie without having read the book I think it would have been a nine out of ten for me um but I don't think it was Oscar worthy I think the acting was really well done at some points but I don't really think it like deserves to be in that category with movies that maybe have bigger like not followings, but like maybe, how do I put this? <laughs> Not in those Oscar worthy categories. What did you think, Brittany? Yeah, I thought sort of the same thing. Um, I don't think the movie itself is probably Oscar worthy. I would say that maybe some of the actors and the acting is definitely Oscar worthy. I think Amanda, is it Amandla? Do you pronounce yeah. it? I mean, I thought she was amazing. And I think she would, if anybody, I think she would deserve the Oscar because, I mean, first of all, she's the main character of this. So to give an Oscar to somebody else would kind of be, I feel like a slap in the face, especially because she has, she cries like half the movie. Yeah. Which is so like, it's warranted. It's not like an overcry, you know, Um, but it's like for somebody to do that in the way that she represents how she's feeling, I think, is very beautiful and very real for a teenager, especially. And so I think, if anything, maybe her acting would warrant an Oscar. Um, but I feel like if you're going to give the movie an Oscar, then the author deserves an Oscar. Because they used quite a few of the same lines that she wrote. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, hmm. I'm all about that author representation. So I'm like, you better give the author an Oscar if you're going to give the movie one. <laughs> she was actually an executive producer on the movie, which I, I thought was pretty cool because nowadays, like, you don't see authors with, like, involved in the movies because they typically sign away their rights mm-hmm. when they sign away, like, when the movie is or when the book is optioned, you basically sign away your entire rights. So to keep authors on their projects, no matter which way, like Outlander, they try to keep Diana Gavaldon as updated as she can. And that is like refreshing to see nowadays. Yeah. And I do think sometimes the um, executive producer credit is given almost just kind of like as a customary thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. always mean that they're involved in the movie. Mm-hmm. But I do think in this case she was, because from what I saw on social media, she seemed very involved, um, just like you were saying. And so that is, I think, refreshing. Looking for something to listen to after this podcast is over? We always suggest reading a book. And what better way to consume books than with Audible? In the subway or in the car, when you're mowing the lawn or doing dishes, it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. You can always catch up on your TBR list with an audiobook. And for listeners of this podcast, 
Audible is offering a free audiobook download when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash bookstack. Audible selections includes books like Victoria Aveyard's Red Queen series and Tomi Ediemi's Children of Blood and Bone. Again, go to audibletrial.com slash bookstack for your free audiobook. And don't forget that even if you quit the trial, you get to keep the book. Um, I wanted to ask, how does it stack up compared to the book? Like, is it very different or is it pretty much similar? Um, <laughs> what do you think, Brittany? Um, well, based on what I've read or listened to so far, I think it's um, pretty, it's pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few things that they leave out or that they change, which I can understand yeah. as far as, you know, like, changing it into a movie standards. Um, the one thing I did not like, um, this is probably a little bit of a spoiler. I'm not sure. But um, the fact that they leave out the character Devante. Yeah. Um, well, he's not in there. huh? No, because and I think it's like the strange parallel between Devante and Khalil and maybe what Khalil's life could have been um, if he would have stayed in working in Carter's shop. But um, I kind of liked that parallel and I'm excited to see where that goes further in the book because I haven't, like I've gotten to the point where he's on the right track, but um, I don't know what happens to him next. And so I kind of wish that parallel was still in there for the audience to view at the same time. Yeah, I like, I knew they had cut someone out of the book I like in the back of my mind I knew that like someone was missing and I just Mm -hmm. couldn't like remember who it was because that character I kind of liked but I didn't care about obviously as much as Amanda Lissenberg's character or um or her father I like talked to somebody last week while I was at that author rent I was telling you guys about um that somebody was a teacher had gone to see the movie with her second or third graders or whatever and they changed a major plot point in the book in the movie and she was like so mad about it and I was trying to figure out what it was and I was just like oh it's probably that character they left (laughs) out (laughs) or it could be this but I was waiting for that the entire movie but uh, now I'm wondering what it was because she wouldn't tell me but it's probably the character. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't finished the book either, obviously. So I'm like, there are a few, like the way the book ends um, or the way the film ends could mm-hmm. be different. Um, but I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I, I, I ain't going to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe we need to do like an addendum for when this is over. <laughs> well, hey, Saul and I have finished the book where we can. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay being spoiled. I don't know if Brittany is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm okay with it because I'll probably finish it today anyway. You're okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, especially if I saw the movie. It's got to be something similar, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay. So, so you know how the mother keeps saying we're moving out of Garden Heights? Yeah. So, um, that they actually do move where obviously Brittany, you know in the um movie they don't right they actually do move in the 
book about three quarters of the way in. And so that happens just before all the writing happens because she doesn't find out, <laughs> spoiling this so much, but okay. she like runs away for like some reason from her house and like she meets up with Chris and that's when like everything comes to light that the grand jury didn't indict and so it doesn't happen at the school it happens when they're driving to do something and that's when all the writing happens and so they do move closer to the school where at Whereas um, they don't move in the movie, which kind of, I, I kind of got mad at that because the whole entire movie, they were talking, the brother was talking about how we're going to leave and then they didn't leave. <laughs> and I was just like, but, but I liked that they moved, that they like were in like a different neighborhood closer to like her uncle, closer to her boyfriend, her friend's. I, I liked that and they just kind of were like, no, we're not we're we're not gonna do that. We're we're gonna keep them in that area. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. So I've gotten to the point in the book where they have shown the kids the house. So I did figure that they moved. But what's funny is I kinda liked that they stayed in the movie. I like that they like stayed in their home and that's where mm-hmm. they came from, especially because I love the line and it's in the book and they also put it in the movie where the mom says that where you live doesn't determine who you are or something mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. so I liked that line, but at the same time I was like, this is where you're from and this is where you started making a difference. And so I thought it was, in my opinion, like really important. Yeah stay you know like I sort of understood why they kept it at like they stayed in Garden Heights in the movie yeah I I found that really important too and in a way I liked it I think it was just the reader in me trying to be like no you can't like this because it isn't part of the book yeah (laughs) I changed it from the book (laughs) that makes sense and if I probably would have finished the book before I saw the movie I probably would have felt the same way (laughs) it sounds like for the most part though the movie is pretty respectful of the book like this isn't another allegiant or even like the maze runner where it was like so ridiculous you know yeah yeah like do not get me started on allegiant because they throw things but yes it was accurate (laughs) that's gotta be allegiant is a trigger word and so is twilight yeah as we've already established on this show, we gotta—I gotta be more careful about bringing those things up. Oh my god, we went on such a Twilight tangent one podcast, and it—and we're what, not like doing it today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like overall it was a great movie, really, though. Yeah. Like when yeah. It, when you compare it to other YA book to film adaptations, I mean, is would you put this higher up with like? I don't know, on a scale of the movie that must not be named and Catching Fire. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, where would you put it? Which movie shall not be named? I don't know. The what one that was about. already named earlier. <laughs> oh, the one that triggers about... me to throw things. <laughs> I yeah. thought you were talking about Percy Jackson. I was going to be like, oh, oh wait, hold on. 
true percy jackson um i'd probably put it closer to um catching fire in terms of it was one of the better YA adaptations i've seen especially this year with like love simon to all the boards i've loved before i feel like they did really well in adaptations this year not just in like how they were like how many there were compared to previous mm-hmm. years but like how well the adaptations were in the fact that they were very close to their books compared to some other obviously less obviously adaptations that were not as good <laughs> as previously named ones well yeah like one of the things i did want to mention that we did we did say just the significance of the book in the movie right it's it came at a very i think difficult time (laughs) regardless of where you stand on certain issues and things um this is something that's very relevant to today's world and people have really responded to it and i think that's why for example it the hate you give the book um has you know regardless of how well the movie is performing the book has consistently been on the New York Times bestseller list, which that mm-hmm. Harry that happens to Harry Potter or like the Hunger Games, you know? The fact that it's been there for so long, I think just says so much. And I even remember seeing Angie Thomas, I think, when did I go to Y'all West? I guess it was last year, 2017. And Addie and I attended a diversity panel or something about diversity, I think. And she was speaking in I remember just being so like impressed by her and I didn't even know what the book she had written was at the time. <laughs> Cause I think the hate you give was still fairly new. I don't remember if it came out in 2016 or 2017, but it was just picking up speed at that moment. And just, you can tell that there's so much thought and love and care that was put into these characters and this book. And I think that's why it means so much to so many people. Yeah. I, uh, I went to Barnes and Noble yesterday before seeing the movie just to browse and I had a coupon. So why not? Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I went and there's actually quite a few books on the topic on this. And I'm sure they've been around for a while, but I think it's just been heightened and not even just on this specific movement, but just, um, there's just a lot of books surrounding, I think like just shootings in general, which is so sad, whether it's the Black Lives Matter movement or whether it's actually like school shootings and things like that. And so I was like, these are everywhere. And I think, was it Parkland? There was some school that like all the students got together and actually reported what happened. And like, it was a book at Barnes and Noble. And so it was just amazing to me that they're all kind of just, out there now and it's no longer something that's like happens once in a blue moon it's pretty irregular now which is interesting to see that i know from that author event last last week that even some more books for school shootings are actually coming out within the next year so even more controversial topics yeah and like, you know, I'll be, like you said, at a certain level, it's it's not just on a certain level, it just is sad. But it's also very powerful to hear these voices and stuff. And I think when I look at it, this is YA at its best. This is where it's, mm-hmm. it shines, right? Because when you look at those first big YA books, like Harry Potter, how it kind of transitioned from children's to YA, or the Hunger Games, like 
I think the reasons those resonated with so many people is because they saw themselves in these situations. And now it's like evolved more away from like that kind of fantasy. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of become more real, like, right? It's just, it's becoming more authentic, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And so yeah. I, it's, um, it's definitely like, I don't know if exciting is the right word. I think, I think it's appropriate to use like exciting to see, to see so many writers, I guess, tackling these important topics. And I think a lot of credit is owed to Angie Thomas. Cause like you said, Brittany, there have been people who've done this, been writing this for decades, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. this, but Angie Thomas, I, there's just something about this book coming out at this time that I think it's really marked a beginning of something, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, um, it's interesting too, because everyone always wants to say like, oh, be the voice of your generation or, you know, always encouraging the young adults to speak up, which is great. But the only people who actually get their voices out there are adults. They're the young adult authors who are adults. And so I think it's just great that they're giving the young adults basically their voice, you know, I just think that's really great that they're speaking up and speaking out for them when they may not have the means to do so themselves. Well, that's the hate you give. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we had a great discussion. And again, like we said before, if you're listening and you have something you want to add, please don't hesitate to contact us and let us know. Again, I've said it a million times already, but it's bookmarkedshow.com scroll to the bottom you'll find a link where you'll you can contact us and uh yeah we'd love to hear what you have to say if you have a different perspective we try to be really open to hearing things and our team the book sack team is i think one of the things i've loved is how diverse it's always been we all come from different backgrounds i'm not just talking like racially or anything i mean we're, we're coming from all over the world in different circumstances and stuff and so uh that's really neat and so if you want to kind of be part of that conversation please do reach out and uh, share your thoughts with us. Cause we'd love to, we'd love to include that maybe in a future episode. Um, I don't know if it'll be in the next one because the next one is going to be crimes of Grindelwald. We're all excited and passionate about mm-hmm. <laughs> seeing yes. that movie. Yeah. So send us your thoughts on um, the hate you give, but also if you want to get into the next episode, uh, send us your thoughts on the crimes of Grindelwald. What are you looking forward to seeing? Uh, what do you hope to see in this movie? Uh, we'd love to know and we would for sure share that on the show also if you like the show we'd really appreciate it if you left a review in apple podcasts because when you do that you actually make it easier for other people to find the show especially there have been a lot more YA book podcasts that have come out in the last year or two which is fantastic and i've listened to some of them Brittany said she didn't like the other ones but i like some (laughs) of them (laughs) but anyway we we hope that people will still be able to find us and that we can kind of be part of that And so when you take like a minute or two to just open your app and leave us a review, uh, it actually really helps us and helps other people find the show and allows us to continue doing things like this. So anyway, thank you so much uh, for listening. Uh, Do you guys have anything else to add? Um, I have uh, two things, if that's okay. Go ahead. (laughs) One, I just wanted to say I love the Harry Potter references in, um, in The Hate You Give. Yes. Oh, there are so many, aren't there? Yes. And I love it because I think everything that they point out, even like those little Fresh Prince reruns and things like that, like I knew what she was talking about. Yeah. 
that was so great. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, this is my girl. <laughs> um, so that was cool. I really liked that. And then um, just going back to looking for writers and stuff, I would love, love, love if we had somebody who like specialized in quizzes because I don't know the first thing about those. And I really like taking them. <laughs> I just think it'd be really cool if we could add somebody who loves um, doing quizzes like that. So just a shout out if you want to become a writer for Bookstacked. Yeah. And if you are, if you are that quiz person out there, you would be working with Brittany. Because um, yes. Brittany is, like we said, we're doing some restructuring. Uh, Brittany is going to be one of our co-editors for features. So she would Woo! be over that. So that's exciting. Um, yeah. And I would love to see quizzes too, because they're a lot of fun and they're easy to do. I'm going to give you a rundown, you and everyone on features Great. on how to do that. So I, I died. You did a fifth wave quiz that I... Can you survive the fifth wave? Yes, I took it three <laughs> times and I died all three times. <laughs> I don't know. Is that one still on? I'm going to double check really fast. because I don't even we... need to take the quiz to tell you I would probably die. Oh, yep. It still works. Okay, yeah, so that quiz is still on Bookstack. So just look for Survive the Fifth Wave. Um, can you survive the fifth wave? You can, like, search it in the little search bar at the top or just Google Bookstack. Can you survive the fifth wave? Um, and you can die multiple times like Mary, too. <laughs> I tried. I tried. And so you were like, I'm sorry, Mary. No, Maybe it's rigged and nobody survives. I think there's a way to survive. I don't remember, though. It's been years since I wrote it. <laughs> So, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to join us, Bookstacks team. Wait, what am I doing? If you want to join us, go to bookstacks.com. <laughs> click jobs at the bottom of the page. Um, and I'm just going to stop while I'm ahead. <laughs> Thanks for being good here job. today, guys. Yeah, be kind and go read good books. So we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.